Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we're talking about reconnecting with nature for your health. Now, one thing that I know is that when I get stressed out, if I go outside and just listen to the birds sing, even if it's just five minutes, it helps, and then I can go back inside and finish whatever I was doing. So I'm looking forward to hearing other health benefits that reconnecting with nature can bring. So if you want to improve your health, then you're going to love this episode. In this show, we're going to show you how you can make slow, well-considered, and permanent adjustments to reconnect with nature and achieve your optimal health. I know that many of you are struggling with health issues. Some of you are into healthy food and living, and some of you aren't. But regardless of how you're currently living, you'll learn how to make small improvements to your life that will help improve your health. My husband, Les, made some changes to his diet when he was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. We know that none of us are getting off this earth alive. But we do believe that the changes that he made, and I should say we both made, are keeping him healthier and alive longer than if he would have just continued his old eating habits. I know that has nothing to do with nature, but part of it has to do that we do eat now organic when we can and we didn't before. Today's guest is Marion Carroll, and she's an expert in bio-individuality. This means that one diet doesn't fit everyone and individual needs are considered. But before we dive in, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Baby Boomers 30-Day Journal. This write-in journal helps you keep your life on track by tracking what's important. And those are the six pillars of retirement that we've talked about on the show, one of which is your health. And you can get a PDF version of the journal absolutely free by going to rockyourretirement.com slash journal. That'll also put you on the waiting list and it'll tell you when the journal is live on Amazon. Okay, I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring on Marion Carroll. Marion, thank you so much for coming on the show. Please tell my listener who you are and what you're all about. Hi, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I'm a baby boomer, so, um, you know, which is my first qualification. And um, I'm in, I have an encore um, work life as a certified holistic health counselor. Uh, In my old life, before I retired, quote unquote, I was in uh, financial services, IT, and um, when I retired, I needed to have um, a reason to get up in the morning. So I retrained as a holistic health counselor, and holistic health counselor means that I counsel people on wellness in all aspects of their life. So that would include diet, but also um, physical care, care for themselves, finding a purpose in life, uh, having spiritual wellness, emotional wellness. So it's all connected. I I thought for today what I'd like to talk about is I, I, I kind of named it Reconnecting with Nature. And that really affects 
all of those aspects of wellness. Um, so reconnecting in nature in the sense also to reconnect with our intuition. And you mentioned that, you know, you and your husband made changes to your diet um, by eating more organically. And that, I think, is the crux of it, right? We, we start there. I mean, if we want to have a vibrant uh, life as uh, retired baby boomers, it has to start with health as much as possible. Yes, we're getting older, uh, and that may have its challenges, but what can we do to make it as healthy as possible? And this is where I think reconnecting with nature and reconnecting with our instincts comes into play. For instance, I think that for a long time, we have been looking at what we eat with you know, the wrong organ, so to speak. Um, we uh, think intellectually, what should we eat, okay? Um, should we eat less fat? Should we eat less sugar? Should we eat more protein? Should we eat more carbs? And it has become a sort of intellectual exercise. And I am not sure that that is the best way to deal with it. As you said, I mean, I come from a, a school of learning that says no one diet works for everybody. Uh, it's called bio-individuality. And what I really think the organ that we should use to know what we should eat is our gut. I believe that um, just like every animal in nature knows intuitively the things that are good for it to eat, uh, so do we as human beings. And I think we kind of have lost touch with that. Uh, my father always used to say when, when I was very young, and my mother would say, oh, you know, she's not eating this, and Marianne's not eating that, and be concerned. And my father would say, don't, don't worry. Uh, she's a child. Children are close to nature. She will eat what she needs to eat. And I've taken that to heart, and I believe that. So um, that's, where I, that's where I'm coming from in, in terms of eating and, and reconnecting with nature. So, but the problem is, of course, that we need to be able to trust our gut. And we are not always able to do that right now. Uh, what has happened in our diet is that um, we eat a ton of sugar, we eat a ton of processed foods, and I think that sugar is probably, um, you know, as addictive as maybe a drug, maybe even heroin. Well, that's the, Marion, that's the main thing that we gave up when yeah. Les got cancer. And you're right. It is super addictive. It was really hard to give oh, up sugar. It is so hard. And so if you are in the middle of that sugar addiction, I mean, like, I know it may be a little bit of a stretch, but you cannot ask a heroin addict to say, okay, just give it up, right? It doesn't quite work. So the same, and, and you'll be fine. So the same thing with the sugar uh, addiction. And, um, you know, how did you do it? I mean, because there are different ways to do it. You can ostensibly give it up immediately, but a lot of folks, it's easier to take a slow process. 
Well, for us, it was really a matter of we felt life and death for my husband because his cancer was already stage four when they caught it. And Mm -hmm. just the research that we did said that sugar really feeds cancer. So we kind of gave it up cold turkey. But then on the other hand, I use sweeteners such there's a sweetener called urethritol. And Mm -hmm. it's naturally found in, I believe, pears and in certain like tree bark. Um, And so we use that. We used um, xylitol in the past, but that's poisonous to dogs. And we have two little dogs and we didn't want to accidentally spill some on the floor and have them eat it up. And so we switched over to urethritol. And then sometimes we'll use coconut sugar although that has more of a glycemic index than urethritol. So we did kind of give it up cold turkey, but we're not sweetless, if that makes any sense. We do still eat sweets. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. What I like, I like raw honey, um, you know, a little bit in the diet because it has so many other health benefits. And I think what happens is if you start having an awareness of sugar. I mean, your first awareness starts with how many products have added sugar in them. Everything. (laughs) Everything. They say 80% of the products in the supermarket are, um, you know, factory plant products, you know, made in, in a factory plant, boxed items or, you know, not whole foods. And of that 80%, the, the, the numbers vary, but anywhere between 65, if you read some studies, to 80% of those items have added sugar. Like things we don't expect, bread, soup, nut butter, it's like peanut butter has a lot of added sugar depending on what brand you buy. And so there is all this sugar that, you know, we're not even aware that we're getting all that sugar. There's nothing wrong with sugar. It's just that we have too much in our diet, way too much. And yes, then it becomes inflammatory. And then, you know, sugar, they say they, it feeds cancer, right? So that's a big thing. So that's a change that can be made in the diet simply through awareness. And the more you are aware, you can go to the supermarket and right next to the the peanut butter that has a ton of sugar in it, you will find a peanut butter with no added sugar. So a lot of reading of labels and a lot of awareness. And then you start making some changes. And what happens, you get healthier, you have less inflammation, you start feeling better, your tastes change. All of a sudden, fruit becomes really, really sweet. That's where I am right now. Yeah? Yeah, but I'm I'm actually on a lower-carb diet than my husband is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't eat sugar, but he still eats some, like he eats oatmeal in the morning. And I'm on a really low-carb diet. I'm on a ketogenic one. Uh-huh. And so every now and then I'll have some blueberries or some strawberries in my smoothie. But even now... Um, like that makes it really, really sweet. Like if I'm wanting something sweet and when I started, 
you know, my husband, when we started doing smoothies, it was before he got cancer and he would put sugar in the smoothies or honey or some sweetener. And he's doing that much, much less now. And I just notice it in fruit. Like you said, it's so sweet. If you're not over, over, you know, we have, like you said, we have so much sugar, we don't realize it. And then things aren't as sweet to us as they really are, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And and when there are, are baked products, because I have it myself, and I, I weaned myself of sugar uh, quite a few years ago, but it was a very slow process. I used to be a sugar fiend. I would drink, like, tea or coffee with spoons full of sugar in it. Like It was crazy. And I have... Uh, you know, pretty much totally weaned myself off of added sugar. I'm very aware of the products that do have added sugar in them and uh, try to steer away from them. So now what happens is that when somebody brings in cookies, you can smell the sugar. You can. (laughs) Yes. It's just overpowering. And, in fact, if you then eat a cookie... Uh, which I would do in the beginning, like, oh, it's, it, you know, in the beginning I thought it would smell good. And I'm like, oh, just a chocolate chip cookie. It's so lovely. And then you eat a half a cookie and you get sick to your stomach. It just doesn't feel good. And so those things to me are very interesting. And I think that your body then starts to tell you it's too much. Um, you get more in touch with, like you say, like a keto diet works for you. You get more in touch with what works for me. Some people will then, you know, get and become aware that they're sensitive to gluten or sensitive to, you know, dairy or sensitive to meat. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter, but it becomes when you start on this process of, eating more whole food, plant food, (laughs) mostly plants and not foods that have been made in a plant. Yes. Yesterday we had some, I don't know if you know what they're they're called. uh, I don't know what what the brand name is, but they're basically noodles that are made out of this yam and they're Asian and they have very little carbs in them. And so every now and then we'll have that for dinner. Do you know what I'm talking about? Miracle noodles. I yeah, think that's what I they're mean, called. They're called. What are they? Miracle noodles? Yeah. And they're made out of cassava root, yes. I believe. Yes, that's it. So miracle yeah. noodles. So we had some of that last night for dinner. And I have this lower, I mean, it's not sold as low carb, but it's got five net carbs per half cup, which is pretty low for spaghetti sauce. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know, we're not having our normal smoothie for dinner, which where I usually put four cups of greens in our smoothie. And I thought, how can I get some more greens in there? So I just put two cups of greens in the spaghetti sauce. And that's how we were able to get more plant material in our dinner last night. So what do you think of that? Kind of sneaking the plants in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, I, I, I'm i big on putting spinach in my spaghetti sauce. I love it. So, but yeah, I mean, getting the greens and getting the vegetables in and changing from the manufactured foods more to a whole food diet, that to me in terms of, of eating is getting back to nature and allowing us to um, to trust our guts. 
and it has so many health benefits. It's very, you know, one one thing that I found very interesting that I just heard recently is when we were talking about sugar, the 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 concept of inflammation, right? In you know the old days, when I'm talking a hundred thousand years ago, ten thousand years ago, inflammation would occur because we didn't have access to the sugar that causes inflammation. Inflammation would occur as a result mainly of viral infection. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. So it's it's like an acute, you know, it's a body reaction to fight off a virus uh, is inflammation. And what happens in conjunction with inflammation inflammation, I thought this was really interesting, is that uh, it causes mentally and emotionally, it causes depression. And the reason for the depression is so that people would not feel like socializing. They would, you know, depression wants you to, to sleep and rest. And they, so they would remove themselves from the herd, so to speak and sleep and rest. And so this was nature's way of then containing the virus and not spreading it around. So isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so we talked a little bit about sugar, but let's get back to these veggies. I know so many people who do not like vegetables and they won't, they just absolutely refuse to eat them. Yeah. I mean, I I have more than one, um, well, it's actually not usually my women friends, it's usually their husbands. And they say, oh, I won't, I won't touch a vegetable. I won't eat a vegetable. What, what do you do? Because we all know that vegetables are good for us, but what if you just can't get your spouse or you just don't like them? What do, what do you do to get back to nature that way? Yeah, so th- that's a bit problematic. And I think that, you know, when I work with clients, I find there are people that are, are resistant. I think you hit it right on the nose. I think sometimes men are a little bit more resistant. There's an idea if I'm, you know, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of man, you know, they, they resist vegetables. So, there's a couple of things that can be done. Uh, sometimes the men can be persuaded to do smoothies. <laughs> Not always. There are some supplements that are whole food vegetable supplements, green powders, that at least will get all the, all the nutrients, like uh, the micronutrients and the vitamins and the prebiotics and the probiotics and the sea vegetables and they're all included in there, and so that at least will get some nutrition in. And then if they are at all willing, um, I try to explain to my clients that it is really difficult to change your diet. And that's also, you know, ingrown by nature. Like, for instance, if you are, again, we're going back 10,000 years, I love to go back 10,000 years, because I think, uh, you know, we lived naturally then, you know, you eat what you know. If you are in nature, if you're, you're a caveman, you do not want to all of a sudden pick up a berry or a plant that you don't know, because you don't know if it's poisonous. Yeah, you might die. Yeah. 
So you want to be really conservative in what you eat. Whatever you're used to eating is not going to kill you, so you stick with that. So there's a good reason to not like things you don't know. Luckily, there is some way around it, and that is by giving a new food a concerted effort. Try it six times, seven times, eight times. Like, say you don't like Brussels sprouts. You know, commit to trying them seven times. Okay, I have a story about Brussels sprouts. (laughs) Okay. So my husband hates Brussels sprouts. Will not eat them, doesn't like the way they smell, wouldn't let me cook them. He was just like, ugh, I hate them. They're gross. Don't even cook them when I'm here. Yeah. And so one time we went to this restaurant and they had deep fried Brussels sprouts. Now I know that's probably not the optimal way to eat them, but they had like cheese on them and bacon. Now I don't eat bacon. So I asked Mm -hmm. them to leave the bacon off and we tried them and he loved them. He thought they were so good. And so now occasionally I don't deep fry them, but I'll pan fry them in oil. Mm -hmm. And then that's the way that he eats them. And then another thing that I've done in the past is sneak veggies into like hamburger. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like I've been, you know, you've seen the riced, the riced cauliflower that is so popular right now. Yep. Absolutely. You can put that in inside things. You don't have to just try to make it seem like rice. (laughs) In fact, it's nothing like rice, but you can put it in hamburger, meatloaf, you know, those kind of things too. So that's, I mean, do you ever sneak things in? I do. I'm lucky that my significant other is very willing to try things, but I used to sneak things in. Particularly the person that comes to mind is my brother, and he would supposedly absolutely hate garlic. He still does to this day. But when he comes over here, I cook with a ton of garlic because it's healthy for you. And as long as he doesn't know that there's garlic in it, then he's fine with it. So, How do you not know that there's garlic? Yeah. <laughs> well, you hide it. You know, like if there are enough other flavors. Apparently, you see, this is the thing. He doesn't know that he really does like garlic. <laughs> just the idea of it, you know. And sometimes it's the same with Brussels sprouts, you know. But so if, you know, like like that, if you can prepare it in a way that is acceptable or have you know or, or find different ways and then of course you do not need to like everything you know, there's true. no need to, you know, there are things that just don't agree with us and you know we go like yeah i mean personally i'm not a fan of okra oh they, it's, i'm agreeing with you there Ugh. <laughs> it's so slimy yeah. It's gross. Yeah, maybe I should try it more often. Maybe I've never prepared it the right way. But, you know, don't Well, have when you to find like... a way, let me know because I, okay. <laughs> I can't eat okra. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's um, changing a diet and working vegetables in uh, does require somebody to, to want to change. If you do not want to change, then they're really... You know, it, it, it's it's that much harder. One thing that I should let you know is that when we changed our diet, because we did, we never ate a vegetable. Mm. And when we changed our diet, 
and started eating more vegetables and we put them in the smoothies and whatever we try to get them in. Well, Les started having stomach upset issues. You know, his body was not used to eating the vegetables. And so his stomach would, I guess he got gassy or whatever. His stomach would hurt after he ate. And so you have to take that into consideration too. You can't just go from zero to a hundred and stuff all the vegetables in because your body needs to get used to that. Absolutely, it does. And it, it is detoxifying in the beginning, right? It's the same with if you are to give up um, a coffee. You know, people who very rapidly or drastically stop drinking coffee after they've been, you know, big coffee consumers, you know, they have withdrawal system symptoms. They get like, you know, severe, severe headaches you know, and things like that. And the same thing exactly like you're saying. If there's never been a vegetable in the diet, then it is the body needs to get used to it. I am a vegetarian. I eat a lot of beans. And I tell you, when I became a vegetarian and I ate a lot of beans, those first six months, you didn't want to come close to me. (laughs) But did your stomach hurt when you first started? I don't remember because it's been quite quite a while, but I remember the gassiness, you know, with the beans. And, and that stops, that ends. I mean, your body gets adapted to it and, you know, it's fine. And the thing is, you feel so much better when you're, you know, when you're eating the whole foods. It just, you have so much more energy. Well, I think that's that's just wonderful. So, do you, if my listener wants to get more information about how they can eat on a more natural basis, how do they get a hold of you? So, um, probably the easiest way is through my website. My website is MarianneCarrollWellness.com. It's all one long string, and uh, there's there are forms there, and they can. They can send me a little email note and get in touch with me. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It's been so much fun, and uh, I'm a big fan of your blog, and I'm a big fan of uh, being a boomer and um, hoping that we will all live for a long, long time as healthy as we can. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And for the listener... We'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye. Oh, wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rock Your Retirement show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August 
actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, Actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, We actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.